0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio, what is popping? Well, you and I right now, so just truth be told, I see you're looking at your phone, hopefully you're checking the time. Mm-hmm. We have our monthly TLOP town hall meeting right after we record this episode. Really? Yes. So, please make sure I do not get long-winded. Keep me on point. We're going to do a banger mashup, 25 minutes or less. Let's just get after it.
1: Okay. No
0: bullshitting about UCF football. Yeah, right. About what you're wearing, about what you're going to do during your PTO holiday break. Nope, we're doing none of that, John. We're going to get right after it for the people.
1: Nice. This is the last episode of 2023.
0: This right here. You know that for a fact. I think so. This is the last episode because we're working ahead. Yeah, like we're truth be told. This happens twice a year based on travel schedules, based on um, what we are already committed to in terms of, of mm-hmm. getting outside of our home studio office. <laughs> yeah. And John wanting to take some time off and even Dio myself wanting to take some time off. Uh, we do have to work ahead. So we are working ahead. So, what you're telling me is this episode will air on January 3rd? Yes. January 3rd? Yeah. Right, so if you're listening and viewing this, it's January 3rd. Yeah, so welcome to the new year. Hopefully you had a great Christmas. Hopefully you had a great new year. What a Right, and and you're ready to go tackle the F out of 2023. What
1: a time warp thing.
0: Yeah, you're going to run through a brick wall.
1: Yeah, get after it.
0: To pick up everything that 2023 has to offer you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right, so what are your predictions for 2023, Dustin?
0: Yeah, let's talk about the predictions for 2023, and we can go multiple (sighs) ways with this. Mm -hmm. Like, if I went personal, I predict that I'm going to compete in another Ironman, and this time I'm going to do it in five hours and 30 minutes. Is that a prediction? Is that what you're looking for? I predict, John, that TLOP is going to increase its downloads from a million downloads in 2022, thank you all for that, Mm -hmm. greatly appreciate it, to five million downloads Mm -hmm. in 2023. There you go. I predict... That the website that you and Dennis launched in January Damn, is going to go through V2 and V3 mm-hmm. based on a higher rate of participation in feedback. And because we're hiring outside developers to help us incorporate all of the ideas that you and I have had, but we just haven't had the time to implement them. Yeah. Okay. Right now, if you went to tloponline.com, you would see we roughly have a little under 2,000 members. I believe it'll be over 10,000 members. 10,000 members we will achieve. That's a 5X. I'm not stopping until we get to 30,000 members. YouTube, we currently have a little over 12,000 subscribers. I believe we'll be over 20,000 subscribers. We're not stopping until we hit 30. And by the way, y'all, if you, if you know me at all, I don't stop period. Yeah. JC knows that he rolls his eyes. He's like, do you, what happens when we get to 30? I'm like, I don't know. I want 50. Then what happens when we get to, to 30,000 uh, subs? I am like, I want 50 subs, mm-hmm. right? Like it doesn't matter what it is. I'm always going to be pushing for, for more or better. Or I may say, you know what, John, we have 30,000 members on TLOP. How do we bring them more value? John, how do we provide more content to them? How do we make our content better? Because sometimes being in growth mode doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do more being in growth mode may very well be, I need to do better with what I have. Mm. We talked about that in a couple episodes. We talked about lead conversion, right? You want to make more money. You don't need more leads. If you can increase lead conversion, you want to make more money. You don't need more leads. If you work on higher quality leads. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think you and I will get to a point with TLOP right now, we're working on becoming effective. We're then going to next work on becoming efficient. Word. Yeah, because I learned that from a business partner of mine, shout out to Brooke, in the real estate investment company that I co-own with him and a couple other guys. He teaches the group, first we become effective, then we become efficient. Word. That's where you and I are. That's 2023, but I have a feeling that's not what you're angling for. Yeah, no. You want me to go out on a limb. Yeah. Like I'm Nostradamus. Yeah. And start making some bold ass predictions you want me to tell you like how many hurricanes florida's no, going to get how 20, many wildfires 2023
1: will be x will be blank for housing 2023 will be blank for the mortgage industry 2023 will be blank for my mortgage loan originator friends
0: all right let's Shit go. like that all right let's jump into it okay 2023 will be a good year for housing not a great year we are going to start off first quarter in a massive slump this is the backside of the housing recession that started third quarter of this year okay it'll be a good year because we have pent up demand because people really do want to become homeowners there's a lot of 33 and 36 year olds out there like the the most on record since the baby boomer generation that want to become homeowners but they didn't want to maybe become homeowners at seven and a quarter percent interest rates They don't want to become homeowners if they weren't totally convinced that there wasn't a housing bubble, which by the way, there isn't a housing bubble, but they weren't convinced of that. It'll take them to get into the spring before they're like, all right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good with this. I'm good with where I work. I'm good with where I make, I like rates being where they are. And I'm convinced that even if I buy a house and it goes down by 3% in value, I'm not buying it to make money on it today. I'm, I'm buying it because I need a place to live. I'm buying because I value home ownership and I value and I'm buying because I don't want to pay someone else's mortgage. Might as well pay my own, right? Because that is something that I once did. I once bought a house. I think the year was 2011. I wasn't convinced that I was buying that house at the bottom, the bottom, bottom. I knew I was buying it close enough to the bottom. I knew that my wife and I had two children. I knew that we were outgrowing the house that we were in. We wanted to be in a certain school district. I knew I could afford the payment. And I knew if I didn't buy the house, I'd have to deal with her bitching at me for another year. And by the way, she doesn't bitch at me. But she would just um, quietly suggest and ask questions like, why do we still live here? How can we have bought a house? scold you. Okay. So I... I I may have used that for dramatic effect, okay? My wife's a Damn, lovely person. you had to
1: correct yourself because you're right? going to listen and you right? fear of God in you. Luckily,
0: she's like, Dustin, I have to hear you all freaking yeah, day. Yeah, what the hell? And all weekend. You don't think, she- yeah. I don't listen to you on your podcast.
1: She might actually. She might actually be the only place she actually
0: listens to your asses on the podcast if <laughs> you're not there. So, so, so ma- making a, a, a prediction, there's going to be, be people who come out and buy. And by the way, I was sharing my personal story because I do believe that. Like I I was okay buying a house for three hundred and ninety thousand dollars, where if I waited another six or nine months, I could have picked up that same house for three hundred and probably seventy or even sixty-five thousand. But the house was perfect for us. And the neighborhood was perfect for us and the school system was perfect for us. And I could afford the payment and I had enough for the down payment so she- that me waiting and trying to time the market, like there was no guarantees. That, that I would ever get it right. And, and if I did time the market, what if something catastrophic happened, like mortgage rates shot up and then it wouldn't have mattered. So I bought at the time because it made sense for me. And I think many home buyers are gonna be, are gonna be willing to do that, especially the well-educated ones hmm. are gonna be willing to do that. So you ask me, what is the housing market gonna be? It's, it's, it's going to mirror something like it did in 2014, 2015, in terms of number of sales, obviously because of appreciation, then the volume, right? Realtors get paid on volume, loan officers get paid on volume, the volume's gonna be much greater. If I had a fear, my fear is that people are gonna be tricked into thinking the year is better than it really was because of volume. Oh, look at the volume I did compared to the volume I was doing five months ago. I'm like, well, look, volume isn't indicative of how many actual transactions there are, and volume isn't indicative of how hard you worked or how effective you were at your job. Volume, a lot of times, is indicative of what the market has done. So I, I caution people to celebrate volume too much. We get awards in sales based on volume. We get to go on trips in sales based on volume. But volume doesn't necessarily equal more income. Because what if in order to do that volume, I had to do it at a lower gross profit margin, which was then a lower net profit margin. So then I have to ask myself, would I have rather done one and a half transactions in 2016, but at a higher profit margin, if I'm a realtor, Mm -hmm. a 6% listing versus a 5% listing. Okay. So same thing is applying to the the mortgage industry, the title industry, even the insurance industry. Yes, those premiums are higher, but is your payout on the premium congruent or consistent to what it was five, six years ago, but I do believe in my heart of hearts that 2023 is gonna be a good year, not a great year. Why is it not gonna be a great year? Because we have to get through first quarter and first quarter is gonna be icy and wintry.
1: Mm.
0: All right, so there's my projection on that. What was your your other question? Uh, If I'm a
1: loan officer, 2023 will be gangbusters for refis. It will be tough. It will be fun to enter the industry. It will be blank.
0: Okay, if I am a loan officer, 2023 will be a much better year to enter the mortgage industry than 2022. I'm a big fan of this when it comes to entering the industry. The right time is when you're ready. It's also when's a good time to start a family? When you're ready. How do you know you're ready? You kind of don't. You got to follow your gut. You got to sit down and figure it out, right? If you're a loan officer, I'd ask yourself, are you in a place where you're ready to get after it? Like get after it, hardcore, like get consumed with this opportunity. Like want to get to know everything, be at every event, pick every person's brain. Nothing's going to hold you back. Like you would go sniff farts out of a seat cushion. If, if it meant that you could gain an upper hand and knowledge, like that's what I mean when I say get after it. And can you survive for six months, not getting a paycheck? Cause that's what it takes. It takes that type of mentality. It also takes that type of like risk aversion to make it. But I think any market is a good market. They all have their pros and they all come with their cons. I can talk about many reasons why it wouldn't have been a good time to get into the mortgage arena in 2020 or 2021. Yet people did it. Right. Guys like Mike Williams and Jimmy Nadeau did it and they crushed it. Mm-hmm. And they're still crushing it. So... um, I could also, you know, so it, it, I think that goes both ways. But if I had to compare the two years, yeah, I would much rather if I could choose someone get in in 2023 and 2022.
1: Sure. You think there's going to be a lot of refis like it was in 2020?
0: So I'm going to, um, my stance on this has changed a little bit. Once I started looking at the data, right? Like we've done episodes in the All past, right. like All know right. your numbers. Right. Like I started analyzing the data and I just heard this and I think I'm going to get it pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. I think. of every outstanding home loan right now has an interest rate of below 5%. Damn. So what that tells me is that even if, and when rates come down to five and a quarter, the only people who I'm refinancing are the people that obtained a home loan sometime between August of 2022 through about February Mm. of 2023. Mm. And most of those people not most, a good portion of them might not have enough equity to refinance because they very well could have purchased a home in September right. at $425,000 and the value of that home today is 415000 That's not a bad thing, by the way. I never want people to say, oh God, I lost money on my house. You don't lose it until you have to sell it. It's kind of like my 401k, right? My 401k may be down 10%. And what if I had 200 grand in there? Oh my God, I'm down 20 grand. No, I'm not. I can't touch that 401k until I'm 59 and a half. The market's down. My 401k is down. I continue to contribute to it, right? So I bought a house. Did I buy the house to flip it? No, you didn't. You're not a real estate investor. You bought the house because you needed a place to live. You bought a house because you wanted something that was your own. You bought a house because you want to take advantages of home ownership. So if it went down from 425 to even to 400, and then you know it goes back up to 410, then it goes back up to 420, and then... In five years, it's only worth 450. But you I mean, this is like worst case scenario, boys and girls. Like, okay, you still own something that's worth four fifty that you bought for four twenty-five and you've paid down that mortgage. Mm-hmm. Like, and took advantage of like being able to write off what you pay in real estate taxes and pay off write off what you pay in interest on on your personal taxes mm-hmm. if you fit in that that bucket where that works for you. So, um, for loan officers, I don't know how I got off on that tangent, John. I apologize. But for loan officers, 2023 will be a better year than 2022. Cool. Now, Facts. Okay. Facts. You asked about refinances. Mm-hmm. They will be there, but not as many. As you think. As you think. However, think about this. We weren't doing any cash out refinances with rates in the sevens. Hey, man. When you had to pay Three points and a rate in the sevens do a cash out refi. If I can get a cash out refi at five and three quarters with no points, look, even if that person currently has a mortgage rate of four and a half or even three and a half, that cash out refi may be life changing to them, life altering, at which point you can stomach increasing your mortgage rate by one or one and a half percentage points, even two percentage points. If it means you get to eliminate $60,000 of consumer debt. If it means you get to lower your your monthly outgoing expenses by $1,100 like we've done for many clients throughout our practice, throughout the years with cash out refis. Like we're doing true debt consolidation. We're giving them money to help them start a business. We're allowing them access to their equity so they can do these home improvements, right? We're giving them money so they can't afford that divorce. We're giving them money so that they can afford that medical procedure. Mm. Okay, so like, I do see that we will see, we'll have the ability to do more cash out refis once rates come down to five and a quarter, but it's not going to be like this massive windfall the way we saw it even in the HARP, which is the Home Affordability Refinance Program from like 2011 and 12. In the HARP boom, we had a bunch of refis. And in 2002 and 2000, of uh, 2020 and 2021, we had a bunch of refis. We're not going to get a bunch, Mm -hmm. but if you currently run a mortgage branch or a mortgage company where your business model was 80, 20, 80% purchase loans, 20% refis in 2022, that was like 99% purchase 1% refi in 2023. You may very well be able to get it back to 85, 15, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which, Hey, 85, 15 is better than 99 one. That means you're, you're, you're. 15xing the number of refis. There you go. Okay. What was your next question? In 2020, in 2023,
1: home inventory will be blank. Can I use the word shitty?
0: Still? Yes. This inventory issue is not going away. And it's because of that. It's why I and many others who are much more experienced and much smarter than I am do not forecast a housing bubble. In order for something to have bubble, like characteristics. You have to have an oversupply of inventory, a gluttony of inventory. That is what happened in 2006. Builders were building homes faster than I can go fill my water bottle. Like it was like just rapid pace. That has not happened for over a decade. In fact, builders are not building enough homes to keep up with demand. You have sellers aren't going to want to necessarily sell when they're sitting at three and a half, right? Because they have to now stomach that. God, do do I want to sell and go from my current mortgage of three and a half to my new mortgage of five and a quarter? It's a lot easier for someone to stomach that than it was to go from three and a half to seven. So yes, we'll see more sellers, but it's not going to be enough sellers. And we're going to see more construction as we start seeing... Unemployment numbers go up. That'll put less pressure on the labor market. That'll make labor a little bit less expensive for home builders. As we work through the assembly, not the assembly line issues, the um, Supply supply chain issues, it'll start making supplies more affordable, at which point you'll see builders start building the minute a builder can turn a profit. In order to turn a profit, their supplies must be able to go down. Their supplies must need to be predictable. Right now, that's a problem. If I order windows today, it's 12 weeks to get them. And what's the cost? If I need concrete in three months, I don't know how much concrete is going to be worth in three months. Mm. If I need lumber, same thing, right? This is the issue home builders have. We need home builders building, but we need them building at least a million units a year. And they're not doing that right now. So you're going to see home buyers come off the sidelines when rates are go from seven and a quarter. They're now at six and a half on their way down to five and a half, maybe even five and a quarter. They may even touch 4.875. Okay. What you'll see is the minute that starts happening, we still won't have enough inventory. There's going to be a, a, a decent amount of people who won't want to sell their house because they're locked in at super cheap interest rates and builders aren't building fast enough to keep up with demand. Therefore advantage sellers.
1: There you go. Okay. I have I have a good one. Maybe mm-hmm. we can wrap up on this or, you know, because we have time constraints. Do you, what, 2023, as far as technology in the industry, do you see technology and new technologies emerging in 2023 having a major impact on the
0: mortgage space? Oh, wow. You are asking me a question that is the world according to Dustin Owen. Yeah, let's end with that. Oh, so I'm probably going to ruffle some feathers here. And my answer is, is based on, my bubble that I live in, okay, the circle I run in, and sometimes it's it's made with blinders on mm-hmm. versus you want to be, this time, blinders <laughs> off, right. right? Like when you're trying to get shit done, you put your blinders on and your head down. Mm-hmm. But when I'm trying to be a thought provocateur, mm-hmm. I want to be open-minded. I got to take blinders off. Man, here's my my take on technology. We got a lot of it. It is not making anything cheaper in terms of producing loans, it is increasing cost, and it hasn't made anything more efficient. Mm. It just makes things different. Now, I'm not saying technology is not going to shape the future of the industry. I'm not saying that they're not gonna figure out how to reduce cost, how to drive costs down, Mm -hmm. how to increase efficiencies, because I can see that being chipped, chipped, chipped away. But there is more technology then there are people willing to adopt and adapt that technology, right? So there's a rift going on Tech's trying to come in and pale, mail and stale is resistant to it. Right. And it's going over like oil and water. So in 2023, do I see any big tech disruption? Nah, I don't. Well, I see the tech industry continue to chip chip away mm-hmm. and for pale, mail and stale to push back. And they're gonna push back for rightful reasons. Hey guys, we've been buying your crap for the past 10 or 20 years. I'm watching my cost to produce a loan increase record numbers. Mm. I'm looking at my efficiency and I'm not doing more with less. That's what technology is supposed to let me do. How do I produce more loans with less people? How do I drive my costs down to produce that loan? And it's not happening. So no, I'm not very bullish on some big like technology advancement that's going to be waving a magic wand and voila, we're all out of a job. Or voila, I can now make t- double the money doing the same amount of work. Hmm. We're not there yet. We'll continue to chip, chip, chip away. Cool. Uh, you didn't ask about interest rates. Oh, Probably because we've talked about it openly. Oh, no, I was going to
1: say I was going to end with that.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with it. Mortgage interest rates are at five, uh, five and a half, five and a quarter by the end of first quarter. By the end of first quarter if i'm wrong it'll be by june june technically is the second month of second quarter just fyi
1: for shits and giggles it's december 20th when we're recording this just timestamp it what do you think interest rates will be this time next year 2023
0: they will be in the low fives if not high fours. okay because here's what i don't know i know that we're currently in a housing recession i know that this housing recession is pushing us into a world it'll be a worldwide but at least a a a entire country recession mm-hmm. and we don't know to the extent of this recession right you want to hear in terms of be a hard landing or a soft landing that's basically how much is this recession going to hurt is it going to be ripping a band-aid off or is it going to be rubbing salt in a wound mm-hmm. right both are painful but one more painful than the other right. and um if it's a hard landing and we see unemployment go higher than we anticipated. If we start driving inflation down faster than anticipated, then we can see mortgage rates back into the high fours. Okay. If it's a softer landing, they'll probably stay in the uh in the mid fives.
1: Well, you heard it here first, folks.
0: Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's going to be a good market. It's going to be a better year than 2022. I'm telling our loan officers to anticipate 15% increase if they don't change their effort. Mm. You can see a 25% increase if you increased your effort by just 10%. The market's going to give you, the market's going to give you, just like the market's going to take away. Mm -hmm. There's many loan originators and mortgage branch managers and CEOs and owners of mortgage companies this year that worked, and I'm one of them, by the way, I worked 50% harder and I made 70% less. Let's go. (laughs)
1: Let's not.
0: (laughs) Let's hope I don't have to do that again for another 12 years or 14 years. Yeah. But, hey, that's a byproduct of the market giveth and the market taketh away. On that note, um, so you're listening to this. It is 2023. Yeah. It is 2023, y'all. Let's get after it. Let's get after it. Let's put a smile on our face, right? The only things that we can impact is our attitude and our effort. That's all we can control. Let's have a good attitude. Let's give consistent effort. Let's get after it. His name is John Coleman. My name is Dustin O. You have tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast. If you're tuning on in for the first time, we thank you. If you are a tea lopper, we love you. Yeah. Please continue to like us, share us, give us a five-star review. Check out our website and consider becoming at least a freemium member, if not a premium member. The website is TheLoanOfficerPodcast.com. Have a great year. Make it your best. Peace. Bye.